0: Sights and Sounds. I'm your host, Alan Kiger, and what you're about to listen to was previously recorded for a radio interview. This is Sights and Sounds. I'm your host, Alan Kiger, and my guest today is Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Kenny, thanks for being my guest, and how's your day going? No, it's going good. Thanks for having me. Uh, glad to have you. We'll just We'll start off with some easy questions. Looking back, I watched an interview of you on YouTube and i saw at 7 years old you told this person that you had saw Stevie Ray Vaughan and that kind of in you know led to you wanting to play the guitar if i remember that correctly did you yeah. think at that point that you would at 16 have a record contract
1: uh, no i can't say that I, that i thought that was going to happen but i'm certainly glad that it did i can tell you that <laughs>
0: What kind of impact did Stevie make on your life at seven years old? Because it had to be profound.
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I had some little toy, acoustic guitars, plastic guitars with little nylon strings that, you know, my grandmother had bought me, um, that I would kind of bang around on the house, around the house, and, you know, I could play stuff like Smoke on the Water, maybe had a Little Lamb and things like that on those, but, you know, once I saw Stevie play, I was just completely mesmerized by him, and I just, all I wanted to do was get a real electric guitar in my hands and try and learn how to play with that passion and that that fire that he played with you know and so that was the inspiration that that show just really inspired me to you know sit down and put in the work like you know the amount of work that it takes to really you know learn how to um you know for lack of a better term i guess master an instrument although obviously there's still much more to learn
0: I can tell you, I'm 10 years older than you, and I saw him probably the same tour that you did up in Lafayette, Indiana, at Purdue. And, you know, it didn't, it didn't make me go out and grab the guitar, but I was, I was mesmerized and just became a you know instant fan of his way back when. So if you had that idea, I'm sure that just played right into it. When you were 16 and you got your first record contract, what were your dreams and goals at that point?
1: play guitar and I enjoyed playing with a band I put my band together at age 15 and started doing shows you know around Louisiana Texas kind of Arkansas you know area and I just wanted to make music and I wanted to to perform for people so I you know I knew I had an opportunity to go in and make a record and I just started writing songs and you know, the guy that signed me to my label, Irving Azoff, he was uh, the president of the label, and he gave me complete creative control. He said, I want you to go make, you know, a Kenny Wayne Shepherd record, whatever that is. I don't care if it's all instrumental. You know, you just do whatever you want to do. And that's huge, you know, when you have that kind of creative uh, license, you know, from the guy at the top of the food chain. And so, you know, I went in and I wrote and I recorded the album that I felt inspired to do, and you know, the first single was released, and it shot straight up to number five on the rock charts, and kind of the rest is history.
0: I would say the rest is history. You've sold millions of albums, you've had platinum albums, you've had gold albums, you've had number one songs, you've won all kind of blues awards. Um, now that we've talked about some of your accomplishments, what, at this point in your life, what do you want to continue to do Better, you know, do you want to do more touring? Do you want to make more records? What is it that that your goals are focused at this point in your life? You know, well, I
1: think it's, you know, my goal, my ultimate goal is just growth. You know, whether it's personal growth, professional growth, musical, I mean, you know, whatever I want to continue to grow, and I continue to set goals and want to accomplish them. I mean, we just launched a, a, a a festival called the Backroads Blues Festival, um, which has been something that that I've been wanting to see come to fruition now for several years, and we finally put all the pieces in place and and are executing that right now. And so we launched this tour. The goal is to make it an annual touring event, so it'll be a, ble- a festival that people look forward to each year, featuring you know the hottest performers in the blues genre. And so that's something that that an idea that. I I had years ago and now we're executing that and it's been you know we just did the first two shows and they were tremendous success so that's going well I mean you know I have a a new album that's already recorded that'll come out next year we'll be doing shows for that we're out touring also and celebrating the 25th anniversary of my second album Trouble Is Um, and you know I just want to continue you know pushing myself and you know into bigger venues reaching more people uh, accomplishing uh, more things but not just professionally. I mean, I'm a family man myself, and so my my goal has also been to be sure and give uh, my wife and my children the amount of attention and to be present for them in the way that uh, a good husband and a good father should be as well.
0: I'm sure that's a hard combination to try to mix up when you're playing and being dad and being a husband. Well,
1: you know, I have a commitment to my fans and I have a commitment to my family, so it's just striking the right balance. <laughs> And as the years go by, you know, it's. It, 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 I think we're getting better and better at doing that. Um, you know, just figuring out, you know, how long is too long. You know to be gone, and you know is it is it five weeks? Is it four weeks? You know, and don't go beyond that, and then go back home and reconnect with the family. I mean, like right now, I'm out on the road touring. I have one of my sons out here with me right now. The kids and you know the family come out with me when they can. You know, just keeping everybody included and and, and giving everything the consideration that it
0: deserves. When well, you talk about personal growth, that kind of leads me to a, a question that I like to ask every artist that I interview. Are there charities that you like to participate in and if there is, what charities do you like to participate in and why?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, over the years, we've helped, uh, I mean, so many different organizations that I couldn't even begin to list them all. But, I mean, we have a personal one with my family called Mending Kids International um, that provides life-changing surgeries and operations uh, to children, both here domestically and all over the world, um, which has been amazing, you know, to watch these young people who have these debilitating situations and watch them get the care that they need and Life change, provides them an opportunity to, you know, live a normal life. And so that's been great to be a part of. Uh, we just did a concert back in February that was a complete charity fundraiser for a couple of organizations in my hometown in shreveport for one that deals with... Uh, victims of domestic abuse, and another one that addresses and uh, helps families that are homeless, like not homeless individuals, but entire families that, you know, people that have children that are homeless and that that are looking for the tools um, and opportunities to help them get out of that situation. And so, you know, that was great. And then, uh, you know, I have friends that that also have their own, um, you know, organization and we try and help those out as, as well you know so I mean we've done a lot of things for a lot of different things over the years and I think you know it comes with the territory you know We I've been given a great opportunity to do uh, a lot of things and and I think you have a responsibility to uh, step up when, when you can
0: Well I appreciate that and I'm sure the listeners do as well Kenny, you're going to be performing on September 9th at Lucas Oil Stadium uh, for the Jim Irsay Band. Uh, A lot of of other artists are going to be there. Is this something you've done in the past, or is this something brand new?
1: Yeah, this is something that's kind of grown over the past year. Uh, I mean, if you really want to trace it back to its... You know, original roots. Um, it would go back to the Super Bowl down in Miami the year that the Colts won the Vince Lombardi Trophy when they played against the Chicago Bears. And uh, Jim played. Uh, uh, he well, he threw a big party, like you know, for family and friends, and I think some other NFL owners were there that night, uh, the night before the Super Bowl, and there was a big spontaneous jam session that happened um, with me and Steve and Stills and John Mellencamp and uh, Mike Wanchak, who's uh, Mellencamp's guitar player and music director and Kenny Arnoff on drums and Mike Mills the bass player from REM you know we all just got on stage and started rocking out and then Jim got up and joined us and completely unrehearsed and spontaneous and that was the first time anything like that ever happened and then you know a few times like the next Super Bowl uh, back in Miami against New Orleans um, you know we did the same thing and then I think it was 2012 when the Super Bowl was hosted at Lucas uh, Oil stadium and uh, you know the Patriots versus the Giants we were all there the night before the game we had a big event did the same thing so it kind of turned into somewhat of a tradition for big events around football but then you know jim has amassed this incredibly eclectic and very special collection of things that just run the gamut. you know um i mean just and 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 all of them being incredibly significant um you know they play a significant role somehow in in our culture and of of the world and you know uh, popular moments in history and things like that so You know, he's been a, he's a really generous man and uh, he's an incredible custodian of these, of these items. And so he's so enthusiastic about it. And most of these guys that would buy stuff like this, would just lock them up and keep them, you know, squirreled away to themselves. But Jim genuinely wants other people to enjoy these things the way he enjoys them and have an opportunity to interact with them and see them. And so, you know, it started in Nashville. He came down and the Colts were playing against the Titans. And, uh, and I went to this event that, where he was putting some of his uh, stuff on exhibit that was a private VIP-only event and in that evening we had another spontaneous little jam just me and, and Jim and uh, Mike Wanchak and uh, uh, another guitar player Tom Buka back from Nashville and we played like three songs and then the next thing you know there, he was going to do another event in D.C. and then now it's like we got a whole band and it became this thing and every <laughs> (laughs) Everyone gets bigger and bigger and grows and now it went from an invitation only event to inviting uh, the public to come join the event and giving the tickets away for free so the last one we did was in Chicago and there was like thousands of people there and it was an incredible event and the the music aspect just keeps getting bigger and bigger with a light show and you know the video backdrop and all this stuff and so the next one's going to be at Lucas Oil Stadium and and he's going to open the whole thing up you know to everybody in Indianapolis to come out and enjoy his collection and enjoy an evening of incredible music with some really amazing special
0: guests. Well, I'll tell you, as soon as I saw that, I got on it, I got my tickets, and I fired away and uh, worked on getting an interview with you. I'm, I'm still waiting to get one with uh, with Jim. Um, I'll jump to my, my next questions, and they're five quick, fire away kind of questions, so you don't have, you're probably don't have to take a lot of time on these. Name a place you would like to go that you've never been to. That's a
1: good question. I've been just about everywhere (laughs) I can think of. I know one thing, my... uh my drummer's heading down to Africa to go on an African safari in a couple of weeks, and I can't say that I've ever been there. And I and everybody that goes there to do that says it's absolutely incredible. So who knows? Maybe maybe let's throw that one out there.
0: All right. That sounds like a lot of fun. Now for the for the fans listening, I'll I'll let them know you've got a you've got a car collection from what I've seen. What is your favorite car in that collection?
1: fortunately that's a difficult question to answer because that's almost like you know to a real car guy that's almost like saying which one of your children is your favorite child (laughs) like there's no correct answer for that um but you know like uh, my most current project car is a 1970 plymouth cuda convertible and we're uh we're doing a resto uh, on it and we're putting a 707 horsepower Hellcat motor in it and I'm really excited to see how that's going to turn out and that was a big goal for me was to get a convertible Cuda so I'm I'm accomplishing a a, a life's goal with that
0: one absolutely what's your favorite place to eat
1: Oh, you know what? Oh, okay. So consistently, like when you're on the road like I am, you you're, you look for consistency, right? Exactly. And um, one of the places that is consistently good and just about everything on the menu is great. And it's not a chain that's in every city in the country, but it's in enough to where I can find them when I want them. And it's a, a restaurant called J. Alexander's.
0: Okay. All right. like that. What's your idea of a fun day off?
1: of a fun day off would be dividing my time obviously with my children and my wife and then trying to get some time in the garage like wrenching on the cars you know i I, i'm a i'm a do-it-yourself kind of guy and i'm a i'm a task master i like to make a list of things that need to get done and i like to check them off the list so you know when i'm at home you'll find me like you know running around the house fixing and wrenching and just you know doing things because I like the sense of accomplishment.
0: Okay who would you like to perform with that you have not performed with? I kind of think I might know the answer to this but maybe I don't. Well, I'd like to hear what I would like to hear what you think it is. Well, you know, I guess we could say you know, past or present. I would say if it was past, I would guess and say probably Stevie Ray Vaughan. I could be wrong, right? But you know, if it's if it's present, I I don't know. Well, so just so you know,
1: I don't, and most. People that I know don't sit around with a pen and paper writing lists of people that they want, you know, like, okay, I'm going to play. I want to play with this guy and that guy and just start checking names off of those lists. I've always kind of had a wait and see approach and, you know, things happen organically. Um, I mean, I've got to play. I I honestly can't even tell you, like, if you name, you know, some of the greatest guitar players on the planet that are still alive performing today. I mean, everybody from, you know, the Rolling Stones to Eric Clapton to, I don't I don't know, Jeff Beck and Peter Frampton and, you know, the late, great Eddie Van Halen and so forth and so on, I've, I've gotten to either share the stage with them, to play with them or tour with them. So I've kind of, you know, without having an actual list, I've kind of run out of names.
0: Okay. Well, that's that's still an answer. Yeah. Well, well, Kenny, I want to say, I appreciate you taking the time. I want to say thanks for being a guest on Sights and Sounds. Listeners, again, the date is September 9th. He's going to be in town. He's gonna be with Jim Ursay Band. There's a lot of big name people there. Uh, I think Buddy Guy's gonna be there, and Wilson of Heart's gonna be there. You mentioned Kenny Aronoff. But we wanna say thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be a part of Sights and Sounds. Well thanks
1: for having me and you know uh, if people are listening and they don't have their tickets to the event, you know it's free. you just gotta go sign up and you can get your you know the tickets are free and I'm telling you it's an incredible event. It's an all-star band. Everybody in that band is an incredibly accomplished musician in their own right and uh, it's a really great show so and it's free. So come on out have a good time and join Mr. Ursay in, in a big
0: celebration. I'm looking forward to seeing all this stuff. Thank you, Kenny. All right. Thanks a lot. This is Alan Kiger, and I hope you've enjoyed the interview on Sights and Sounds. The music that frames this podcast is the original music of Paul Myrie.